Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review. <laughs> started so strong. It was a very good start. Yeah. Welcome to Seven Days to Sorry. Okay. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it fell to me to pick a game, and I chose Too Many Cooks. Too Many Cooks. Too, too Many, many Cooks. cooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are contemporary and making references to a 2014 YouTube video, because that's how On cable. We are contemporary. That is exactly where we are. I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Maybe the game developer watched that video and was so inspired, they decided to make a game based on that. I don't think it's really based on it at all. Uh, Too Many Cooks is a co-op cooking game. Uh, 2020, it was released. This is a great sentence structure. Uh, and it's from the developer. <laughs> I just got too swept up on the developer's name. Finifugu. Finifugu. Isn't that a pretty good name? It's a pretty good name. Because it's very sushi-based. Yeah, to begin with, at least. You know, maybe up there with the perhaps uh, studio game, studio name of the year. Ooh, which reminds me of a new category we could add to our upcoming game of the year (laughs) uh, show. (laughs) Okay, they're going to win straight off. Let's just say it. Finifugu, well done, you win. Finifugu. Studio game of the 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 year. If you have played other games in this vein, uh, such as that one on PlayStation called Overcooked, or overcooked. Still overcooked. Overcooked to cook harder. Overcooked to put a lid on it. <laughs> and and overcooked three. Inst- insta-cooked. Insta-potted. <laughs> overcooked four. Nope, that's just British cooking. Um, anyway, okay. <laughs> Boiled to death. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is a... Well, essentially, what is it? You have to perform a lot of manual, repetitive tasks to an arbitrary deadline uh, which you have no control over why did i pick this game as i go on vacation from my day job because it sounds like not dissimilar to what i'm doing work. <laughs> i just have to do this put this through its paces and there you go it's done <laughs> so you get to you know you have to like wash the dishes chop the salmon put that on a plate boil the rice put that on a plate uh, so essentially performing a lot of run- mundane tasks to order uh, in a specific sequence events. Yeah, some. Yeah, it's interesting because I suppose maybe this is where the kind of strategy comes in because there is while there's certain requirements for a dish, there's not necessarily an order in which you mm. have to do things. So maybe you can. Well, anyway, I'm sure we'll get into the fun strategies later on. Uh, right. But really, you have to perform lots of small tasks make a dish in the concept you know this is how restaurants work in theory maybe right so uh, there are yeah so there are customers you have like maybe about three customers that at a time that are continually asking for a certain dish right (laughs) like in the beginning levels there are only two types of dishes that you can prepare which each type of dish is a different sequence of events so if one person might just be asking for rice then getting together uh, a bowl of rice, it's maybe like one or two taps. And then if you are getting together the next dish, which is, I think, a salmon nigiri, like a sushi mm. thing, then you would first prepare the salmon and then prepare the rice and then combine them together and then per- give it to that person. And for each level, you have to fulfill a certain number of dishes at a speedy manner in order for them to be happy. And the more that you do this, the more better stars 
amount of stars that you get for that level. Hmm. And I think for like the initial rounds or so, you have to fulfill like maybe 15 to 20 of these dishes uh, in order for you to get that three stars to get to the next level. Much like tipping. And as you, exactly. And as you go on to the next level, more recipes are uncovered, more dishes are uncovered, which, you know, could be a little bit more complex to make, you know, and then so, so on and so forth. That Gordon Ramsay? Uh, that was Arnold. But, <laughs> yeah, confusing. Doesn't matter. Uh, and that's kind of it. Like as you progress, you can unlock um, cosmetics. I think, and uh, as you progress, you get to work in different restaurants. I think there's a burger joint, uh, pizza place coming up. But yeah, you start off with the sushi. Um, there are a couple of modes uh, which I appreciated. You can play kind of solo. Well, so you're just mm-hmm. racing against the clock. Uh, how many how many orders can you get out? How many covers? If you're in the biz, as you say in restaurant <laughs> trade, well, how many covers? Were you can ever get out? were you ever a server? I, I wasn't, but I have watched a lot of Restaurant Wars on um, mm. uh, America's Next Top Chef. Nope, just called Top Chef. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> you're mixing something up there, but I, I appreciated it. Yeah, um, but no, I have never never worked at a restaurant. How about you? Uh, I have never worked at a restaurant as well. Um, neither the front line nor the back line. Yeah. Um, I'm so curious. Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing that I don't really know what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. I think it's really intense. I think there's lots of like... I'd never go to Olive Garden again. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or Cheesecake Factory. I did watch oh. a lot of movies around... I did watch a lot of shows and movies around it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think... I really like the movie Waiting. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's about... Oh. It's about like a TGI Fridays type restaurant and it's kind of like a comedy movie and like what goes on behind it. If you're ever familiar with movies like Dazed and Confused, it was sort of like the height of those type of movies where it's a movie about nothing, you know, kind of like a slice of life, but Mm. just entertaining. Uh, But yeah, that was, uh, it has, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Oh, okay. Um, And Edward Long. Oh, wow. Um. But yeah, it was an entertaining movie. Uh, it's, people who are in or who used to work at like TGI Fridays or Hooligans or... Um, Hooligans? Hooligans. Hooters. And Hooters, yeah. I'm sure they're all sort of like that chain, quasi-chain restaurant-y, like an Outback Steakhouse sort of place. Mm. Um, they they, oh, they like hungry. that movie because it's very familiar to <laughs> their actual working experience. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> back to Too Many Cooks. Which is the accurate representation of all fast food restaurants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you have single player, uh, where you can just get used to the, to the controls, what the strategies are, how to, you know, just how the UI works. Uh, you can then also have a, um, a local party play. I think we're up to six players uh, with invite codes you can get to play. Uh, or you can just play with randoms on the internet. Hmm. So I appreciate they give you different uh, play styles. And different modes, yeah. It's definitely there. And I think it is taken akin to um, what Overcooked tries to do. Right. Which is like that frantic, get your order out there sort of vibe. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll put a link in the show notes to an interview with the uh, game developer. And essentially this was like they wanted to play Overcooked, but they didn't have, you know, PS4s, TVs, controllers. And so mm. this was an interesting uh, way to work around, uh, you know, that limitation. And because really for Overcooked, you don't actually need or you really need a huge, powerful computer with game controls. Uh, it works right. perfectly fine on mobile. Um 
But yeah, Overcooked, sorry, um, Too Many Cooks actually won the big indie pitch, excuse me, oh, uh, in 2018. And incidentally, that same year, another uh, Seven Days to Play alumni also won uh, the big indie pitch at GDC, and that was What the Golf. So it's interesting what to see. The golf? Yeah, it's interesting to see that they won this in 2018. I guess the pitch, and then obviously it takes until 2020 to get the game out here. So it's humbling right. to really see the uh, production life cycle of like just how difficult it is to get a game out. Cyberpunk. Right. <coughs> um, wow. So <laughs> yeah, that's a train wreck of, of its own. Contemporary reference there. Sam, how did you get on with too many cooks? I really like the sentiment around it. Like I overcooked is one of my favorite party games to play, especially with people that aren't familiar with video games. It's one of those pick up and play things that you can explain right away. And it brings about this like co-op nature. That's really fun and frantic and people get it right away. Yeah. I remember playing overcooked exists in back in the days when I used to go to other places other people's houses <laughs> like uh, there was yeah and someone would throw you a like, controller oh, yeah <laughs> that they were just using with right. their hands oh the disgusting hands without even sanitizing and yeah. they just pick it up and you know while eating finger foods just <laughs> oh man that finger food playing with that controller. industry is gonna be decimated <laughs> i know and little tiny sausage rolls i mean pigs in blankets sad uh but yeah i picked up and overcooked instantly you're right it's like a great party game um it's just the right amount of uh, trickiness but fun and kind of yep. oh you, you mess up and you know it's not a huge deal and you can have a laugh about it yeah um but with this uh i think it's also because like i didn't really play the multiplayer nature of it i feel yeah. like it was missing the joy that you normally get from overcooked that you're not really sensing with this this one mm-hmm so I think um, the biggest difference is there is a movement aspect in Overcooked, right. right? Where you have to go to your station, chop the things, carry it over to the workbench, then put it on the uh, expedite table. Is that what they right? There's yeah. like a the hustle. There's the hustle aspect of Overcooked that really works, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of like this cooperative teamwork sort of thing. Whereas this, because it sort of doesn't do all of that, I think all the motion and all the things that you do just ends up feeling tedious right like because if you don't have the movement and the coordination of saying like okay i need this so that this dish will be ready um it just becomes that you just have to do all of it and having to do all of it just means a lot of tapping um and that just turns it from being something that you have to do because people are expectant and waiting for you and you got to get it across the line to i just have to tap this 20 times before this dish is done uh, and so to me, I think in that aspect, and, it, and this, again, like this might be because I didn't play the multiplayer aspect, but it, it kind of fell flat. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think it's unfair to judge the game just on solo mode, which I think really is more of just like a training mode, I would say, just to get used to the UI. I think this game does come alive uh, when you, yeah, when you're playing with others. So it does feel a little unfair to judge it based on solo mode um right which i would agree with but i also didn't really have a chance sam we should have maybe figured out sometimes to if we were professional games journalists uh, we should have stopped we could have tied one but uh you know life is hard it's It's a busy time it is a busy time yeah i'm getting drunk in the day on eggnog and i think you know like setting up these type of games is also the expectancy to do that should also be taken into consideration that sometimes it is a little hard to 
set a game time together, especially if it's like a mobile game, right? I think the affordance of having it on a console or something like that is that when you're gathered around a console, even if it's with like your family, there is a notion of, hey, let's gather around and actually play with it, right? Yeah. Uh, and you can just sort of pass a controller and people would be game. Whereas a mobile phone is such a personal device. Even if I'm on a mobile phone and sat around my family, it's not something where it's like, hey, let's enjoy this shared experience together. You know, it doesn't really allow for that. I, but I do like the spirit of it. I think it's just, you know, a console is a lot more welcoming for people to join in on like a co-op experience over a mobile phone. Let's do the three by threes, three appetizers and three uh, back to the back to the chef. This <laughs> used to send back to the kitchen in a very polite, embarrassing way. Right. Uh, I can start this off. Uh, the graphics are super cute. They have like yep. this nice little Sanrio quality about it. Nice vector graphics where, you know, um, almost feels like it's either... Uh, like a very um, Hello Kitty-ish vibes, or if I were to get specific about a game, it feels like Taiko Tatsujin sort of thing, where it's, you know, like circular eyes, big smiles. Um, yeah. Very Asian-y feeling. Mm, you know, it's not, yeah. it doesn't feel very Western. It feels very Asian, which I appreciated. You're right. I mean, it does look super cute. I think the tasks are fine. It's a little annoying to wash the dishes, I suppose. Yeah, I think it suffers a little bit on the touch UI. Not moving to bad points yet, though. Um, it is fun to kind of think about the strategy of like every person needs a clean plate. They need uh, a bowl of rice. They need uh, chopped sushi. Um, you can kind of do a little two fingerings, <laughs> as I always say, mm-hmm. with uh, doing washing and chopping uh, since every all the sort of work is tap based so you can then do your double thumbs uh tapping washing and chopping seafood at the same time which is something you cannot do in a real kitchen or can you <laughs> mm, no it's probably found up on yeah i think if you're fast enough <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's kind of fun to kind of find the edges of the kind of the strategy and the how things how you can try to optimize uh getting these dishes out in time Right. Second good point is it is bite-sized gameplay. Ooh, a little pun there. Um, (laughs) If you have like five minutes to spare and you want to play a little something, the solo mode's available for you to just like get a sense of it or like even continue on leveling up. Uh, There is like a a solo sort of quote-unquote campaign mode that you can finish out. So it's there. It's available. You can play it. You can get used to it. You can learn about the different recipes. You can learn about the different techniques that are involved. Um, so that is good. And then whenever you're ready to play the party mode or the online mode, uh, it's there available for you as well. Third point. Third point. I do like the fact that this is a boiled down version of Overcooked. Um, I <laughs> like what they're trying to good, do. Good job. Reduce that sauce to its pure it is, essence. It is very, yeah, it's reduced to its core components. It's a, uh, what do they call it when they break up a dish and serve it in individual parts, but when you eat it, it's sort of, oh, deconstructed. Deconstructed, yes. <laughs> it is kind of like a deconstructed experience where I feel like it's a, you know, um, a really, it's a simplification of overcooked without all the movement aspects of it, which I appreciate as a concept. Mm-hmm. 
but maybe don't appreciate as an actual implementation. But well, let's get to that. On to the bad points. Nice transition. On to the returning it back to the the kitchen. <laughs> I think the most obvious one is it does suffer uh, in solo mode. I think. I think I would have pitched solo mode as like practice just mm. so that you there's no expectation or there maybe just lowers the expectation that the solo mode is that is a fun experience because <laughs> I think as we've been saying like the fun actually comes from playing with your friends and the people you know and joking and having little in jokes and you know all this stuff that comes like around the game itself because solo mode is not super fun on its own sure it gets you used yeah. to the controls and understanding how things work and all the rest of it so that's like valuable but i would have pitched it maybe as training mode and then party mode as it's called is the sort of main game just to try and encourage right. people and set expectations yeah and and going on that when I downloaded the game and I sort of looked at the game, I totally thought it was a solo game experience, right? Like, mm. it looks like a solo game experience. It kind of like when you open it up, there's really nothing that indicates like, hey, you should be playing this with friends to in order to get the full experience. Or maybe I don't remember seeing that. I might have like cleared any sort of screens or overlays that are there. Mm. But even as part of the tutorial, when I, after I went through it, I don't think it really told me like, hey, you should really be playing this with friends in order to get the full experience. Um, right. And these are tricky balancing like acts. Sorry. Isn't it between yeah. saying like throwing you in at the deep end, hey, this is a multiplayer game, off you go. But let's say, let's say I found this on the app store and I like the theme of it because I was kind of looking for overcooked, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I just think like, oh, this is a, a single experience game. There's really nothing that within this experience that would have guided me to say, hey, this is actually something that I can play with my friends and let's play it all together. Right? There's nothing that sort of like told me to do that within the experience. And so I think even even with that, like I kind of just suffered through the 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 solo experience. <laughs> my second bad point is that um that initial tutorial was like really confusing for me. The actual interaction of having to tap in order to change the different food group mm -hmm. and then tapping it or like tapping it again to like do an action to that food was kind of confusing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that straightforward. Like in overcooked, you have the onion box and then you have the <laughs> tomato box and then you have the lettuce box that you get the ingredients from. And then you got to go to each corresponding one in order to get those ingredients and then chop them. Right or something like that, but with this, all of the ingredients are coming out of one box. But then it's the amount of times that you tap that box that switches which raw ingredient that you're manipulating. And and with with this game, all of the raw ingredients are coming out of one box, and you tap that box to rotate through the raw ingredients before moving that raw ingredient over to either like the chopping board or something mm. to then manipulate it. So I. I found that very, very confusing because like it also, once you miss your raw ingredient of choice and you accidentally tap it too much, you kind of have to go through the full cycle in order for you to get to that raw ingredient again. Um, and so I found that like <laughs> kind of uh, a bad interaction. Well, I just made the perils of being a chef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tapped it too many times. Oh, I did not mean... <laughs> to use this raw ingredient 
Sam, what is your final seventy rating for Too Many Cooks? Final seven day rating is three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it a go. Uh, I went through a lot of t- t- the the tutorial. You know, I think there was a little bit of the graphics that I really enjoyed. But there's also like this really strange thing where even though the graphics seemed really cute and simple and vector based, there was like a bit of a lag. Like it was going at like 12 to 20 frames per second rather than like 30 to 60 frames per second, which I thought was like, this is not, this doesn't feel delightful and enjoyable. (laughs) It feels like an old flash game. Much like working in a real kitchen. Right, exactly. (laughs) This is not fun or delightful. Get out. but then like i think by the third day i felt the real tediousness of the single player thing of just okay i'm just i'm tapping this thing 20 times before the dish is made and i'm not really getting the joy out of actually making these dishes or feeling like i'm actually making these dishes um and i know the big caveat is that we didn't try the multiplayer mode but yeah without the multiplayer mode maybe with the multiplayer mode maybe we could have gone for more days but this is a three day for me yeah, I'm giving it a four-day uh, similar things. I think it could be fun to try. I don't know if your if your office is anything like mine. We're kind of looking for fun uh, kind of online group activities just for our our teams to play through. So we've done things like Among Us a little bit. Um, Codenames is a big favorite of our team. Um, what's it called? Oh, Uno. You can now there's an like online Uno version. I think this could be quite fun uh, if you're looking for like a co-op team game. Uh, to play with your with your office mates because um, I think it's it's free to download if you pay for two ninety nine that removes ads for everyone which is kind of a nice a nice uh, feature um, but it's worth checking out uh, if you have friends who enjoy fake cooking check it out before we go are things of the week yes yeah I will go first <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, in these days of staying home and not really doing anything, um, I have f- turned to drinking alone on the couch. And our <laughs> favorite tipple of mine is um, uh, the Mezcal Negroni, uh, mm. which is, you know, for a novice cocktail maker like myself, is actually a lot easier than, than I thought. I mean, Negroni is my go-to drink if I'm at the bar. If oh, I'm yeah. Rather, it's delicious. Yeah. Right, which is traditionally uh, gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. And then if you're feeling a little bit fancy, you can do a little twist of orange peel, or mm. orange zest on top. I think the orange, I think the orange zest makes it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be Campari. I think sometimes Campari is a little bit too tart for certain people. Mm, that's my favorite, that's um, my favorite or part. Or too bitter. Yeah. You can also replace Campari with a little Aperol. Mm. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. I like that. But yeah, it's all equal equal quantities of each so well one ounce, one ounce that's each. for you i put a little bit more gin all the time but that's me <laughs> yes but what i really like to do is switch out the gin for a little mezcal because then Ooh. you get a little smoky bitter sweetness smoky mm. bittersweet my exotic dancer name um <laughs> but that's been my go-to you can get one of those fancy big ice cube trays so you get the big square ice cubes because apparently that's what you have to have nowadays uh because you know none of that automated fridge making half moon ice cubes (laughs) right you see that now and you're just like ew right (laughs) i think it's even like a really fancy ice cube system whereby you you freeze long rectangles 
because I think like the bubbles go to the top oh, yeah. or bottom. So like half yep. of it is clear and then you can chop it in half so you get a perfectly clear ice cube. Oh, you've been reading up on this, haven't you? Yeah, it's all about the directional freezing that creates the clear ice cubes. <laughs> directional freezing, wow. So what you need, Edwin, is mm. a small cooler that essentially just has one side pretty much open. And that allows for directional freezing. So you have all the, mm. all, like, all the five sides of that rectangle yeah. um, insulated. And so the directional freezing will then push all the air bubbles to one direction and then after that you take out the bigger chunk and then you cut like half of it which has like the bubbles oh. and then there you have clear, clear ice wow. wow but anyway yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> if you just want to get drunk on your couch uh this is, you don't need to go through that bother i'll put a link to the recipe but it's really equal parts of all three of those ingredients oh interesting uh, and it's very delicious i have a little bit of mezcal i might actually give that a go mm. Mm, delicious yes uh what type of sweet vermouth do you use to be honest, I forget the name. It's what do they have at the local liquor store. It's Italian. It's red and sweet. Okay. Is it, you should try um, something Classico. I'll give you the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. Ooh, it's okay. very good. It's one of those like classic vermouths that's always delicious. Mm. Um, yeah. I forget the name, though. Well, that sounds good. Okay. My thing of the week is... You might have seen these in Instagram, but it is a Spanish-based uh, online tutorial site Ooh. called Domestica. With a K? Yes. And they have online courses for stuff like Procreate, uh, stuff like right. um, After Effects, stuff like, you know, all these like digital visual software um, that teaches you how to do things. So I'm currently going through like this illustration class. Uh, that's that I really like the art style of. So mm. going through it, and oh, nice. I'll provide the link. It's very well priced, but everything's in Spanish. Uh, but I don't mind that because I don't mind reading subtitles. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're interested during this off time to learn something new, to learn about how you might use Procreate in an effective way, Ooh. give it a try. And that's our show. Sam, you have nothing to do for the next seven days. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but stay tuned because we're going to have our yearly wrap-up episode. I cannot believe it's already been a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Game of Absolutely the year insane. 2020. Bananas. Stick around for that. Enjoy the holiday season and we will see you in 2021. Hopefully it'll be better than 2020. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.